0: I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Episode 3 of Lost and Refound the podcast. That uplifting song you heard is an original track written and performed by our guest today, Ashley Lauren. Ashley Lauren is a musician, activist, motivation speaker, ministry leader, actress, dancer, and painter. Basically, she is a true artist with a heart of gold. We are so honored to hear Ashley Lauren share her stories and are truly inspired by her courage, her positivity, and her mission to help women overcome trauma. Please help me in welcoming Ashley Lauren to the podcast. Hi, Ashley Lauren. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm
1: doing good
0: with all things considering doing well. There's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But before we get into it, um, so Ashley Lauren and I connected recently on Instagram. I came across your profile and read some of the stories you were posting and you just really made me think and really want to connect with you and hear your story. But before we go into it, you haven't officially met Yvonne, my co-host, yet. So why don't you take a couple minutes and just tell Yvonne and our audience, introduce who you are.
1: Hi, I'm Ash Lauren Elrod. It's great to meet you, Yvonne, and great to meet all of your listeners out there. I am a singer, songwriter, and performer, and activist. I have been for over, gosh, 12, 13 years now. I've been an active activist in regards to advocating for sex trafficking survivors, as well as child abuse survivors for the past six years. I'm currently in partnership with the Chicago Children's Advocacy Center, which um, I'm a survivor speaker for them and also fundraiser as
0: well. That is amazing. I didn't even know about that part. That's amazing. Yes,
1: that's a big part of what I do and why um, I do what I do. That's my why in regards to even creating music and being able to create the ministry that I have in the community I've built with the Warriors is what we're called, um, because we're all striving to be able to help other people, to be a light, to be able to help other people do the same. So,
0: yeah. Do you mind getting to how you started with this group? What motivated you? Yes. Um, So
1: my musical journey and activism journey started over six years ago at the same time because I've always wanted to create something and also partner it with an organization um, as a survivor of sexual abuse. The organization that I'm partners with now they're the organization that literally helped to get my abuser behind bars so they were a huge asset in my life from a child to now which has been cool because it's kind of come full circle you know I started off as a victim and then ended up um, being a survivor speaker for their organization 20 something years later as you know as I'm 31 now so um, it's been an awesome thing to be able to do and it all started with that 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 moment of writing my first song called Warrior and that transcending into a partnership with them for a fundraiser and then coming back around now, this past year as a survivor speaker.
0: Your music is beautiful. Some of the songs are so haunting and also so inspiring. What inspires you or what motivates you to write these songs? I mean, it takes so much courage, not just, I mean, you just what you're sharing your story right now to say that I'm a survivor survivor of sexual abuse. That takes a lot of courage. So for you to go out there and share your story, inspire others and write these songs, tell us that process. I'm sure there's a lot of pain that goes into it as well as a lot of Light that comes out of it, I would love to hear you know that process and how it affects you and 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 people that you're helping. Yeah,
1: um, honestly, it's my life story. (laughs) In the and every single song, it's usually what I'm going through at that time in my life, or I have been through, or maybe there's a lot of people going through certain things who are in my inner circle, and I get inspiration off of that as I talk to them, and I just my whole. focus of music is breathing a breathing life you know breathing a story and usually all of the songs have the same theme of coming through um, darkness to light, you know, um, in a way, and even in my upbeat songs, you can hear it as well. It's the same undertone of a theme. Um, I'm a believer in God. So a lot of it comes to like, out of my worship for him and how he's gotten me through the tough times that I've been in. And I connect with that on a spiritual level. Like all of my music has always been spiritually driven, um, out of that place of my life and it it shows like a lot of people hear that in my songs and whether you believe or not it's something i think all people listen to and they've all interpreted it, it in their own ways so that's been cool because everyone will be like hey this is like a cool love song or whatever and, and in a way it is in a way it's about you know a great love coming to save you that no one else really can offer but this eternal being that has been there for you than a human being has. So um, a lot of people will take it in their own ways. And I love that. That's the beauty of of making music.
0: Yeah, the couple songs I listened to sounds like a love song, but then the feeling I get of it is very much the light. Yeah. I feel very positive. I feel like exactly like you said, coming out of the dark into the light. And that is so appropriate for what's going on right now. I feel like we're in that midst of dark but I feel like I can see just a tiny spark of light at the end of the tunnel that we're heading towards that direction. So are yes. you inspired by Are you writing right now? New yes. songs inspired by this whole situation we're in?
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I've am i been writing a lot. Personally, my life has been crazy these past few years. Like I, I feel like there's always been something, but like the past couple of years, like have been very difficult for my family and I, um, my oldest brother ended up passing away um oh, at thin air. thank you um it, it was very random it happened right before christmas and it you know it was just so it was just so unexpected so um it's definitely been tough the getting through that the past few years especially if it, it being so sudden and i started writing again honestly after that happened and then going into covid and going into um the unrest we have right now of the world's awakening to something that's been around so long which is racism um and injustice you know all of that on top of everything definitely has inspired a lot of songs to be birthed as well and a lot of them actually they have the theme of hope but they really really do my single Alive. It's going to be new. It's coming out August 1st. is literally an upbeat, beautiful anthem that's going to be about coming out of the storm, basically. And the bad times are gone and we're headed to a new direction together. It's going to have like a very cool choir vibe. So I'm, I'm excited because the EP is going to definitely be that, but it's also going to be raw and real about the struggles too, and about mm-hmm. having to cling on to something greater than yourself to be able to get through that.
0: I'm really excited for that.
2: Thank you. We
0: need that right now. <laughs>
1: I'm excited. I think everyone's really going to play it and they're going to really be like, oh, like I think for a second, you're just going to forget about what's happening in the world by listening to this song and really just feel like you can dance and connect with yourself and people around you. That sounds amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, But speaking of like the struggles, right? One of the reasons I wanted to connect with you was on Instagram you posted a story. I'm assuming um, it's probably one of your first experiences with racism. I'm not sure. I'm just assuming here. Um, Yeah. And it made me really emotional, you know, trying to see your mother through your eyes at such a young age and seeing this whole situation and also trying to put myself in your mother's position and try to protect you in the face of this kind of injustice and clear racism. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that story and how that has affected you growing up? Yes. Um, so long story short, my mother and I went
1: to a diner and I picked it out because I just, it was so cool. Like from the outside looking in, it was very just like old school, um, kind of like 60s, 70s vibe with the boots and the jukebox machine and everything. And, um, they had like a big ice cream, cool Sunday, um, outside, like, um, the logo. It was very cool, so I, I, was, I begged her to take me in. And so she finally gave in was like, okay, okay, like we can go, go in here. And so we went in and we sat down and we were just kind of waiting for at least five minutes or so. Like no one had greeted us or anything and it wasn't that full either. So it was just like they had just really opened, so people were kind of trickling in. Um, so we were the first, some of the first people to be there and um, we sat down and um, after a while like the guy who ended up he was the owner was kind of just like pacing around and then finally my mom had to say something and say hey like you know can we get some menus and some water or something over here and so he comes over and he's very like He's just very nasty off the bat, like slaps down to menus, doesn't even bring us water. And I could tell like, you know, my mom was very like irritated, but she just kind of like, you know, held her composure. And then um, finally, like we, you know, gave him our order. And at first I wanted this burger meal, that was on there because i had like burger and fries and then it came with the milkshake and everything and so i picked that and then he basically said no she can't get that right now because we only serve it at a certain time He was, i think he said it was like a dinner option or whatever even though it was on the lunch menu and um so just sucked that up and i was just like okay it's fine like i'll get a hot dog so i ended up getting a hot dog and a basic little drink and then That's what we ordered. And then a white family walked in soon after that, and they sat right next to us. And so he immediately was acting all nice and like, oh, like, hi, how are you guys doing? Striking a conversation, acting like they were best friends. And the person, their child literally ordered, asked to order the same exact thing that I asked to order. And he immediately was like, yeah, sure, coming right up. So after that, my mom like lost it because she was like, you are racist and you know, like you're like, that's exactly what you are. And like, she literally like, you know, said it to his, to his face and he immediately like got red and embarrassed and like angry and immediately just was like, you know, get your black ass like out of here, take your, you know, your daughter with you. So we ended up not even paying because my mom was like, I'm not paying you anything. Like, you better be glad I don't sue you. And, like, um, we just laughed and went to the car. And it was like, yeah, that was my first experience because I didn't know at the time what was really happening. It was and just. How old were you? I was around seven, eight years old, so I didn't know what was happening at all. I come from a very diverse family, like my mom's Puerto Rican, Irish and Black. My dad's Native American and Black, so I grew up with a very diverse family. Um, like literally grew up with, you know, seeing white people in my family, black people in my family, like, you know, Puerto Rican, like, you know, I, like I all different languages. So it was not, it was, it was weird to me that someone would act like that, you know, because of the color of my skin and, and that having to be explained to me was very difficult for me to grasp. Cause I also grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. Um, where I had friends of all colors and like, you know, everybody was just friends, like everybody, even the parents, all of my parents, they, they all hung out together. So it was just very weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a grown adult. And even now, it confuses me how people can judge you by the color of your skin, right? That's just the melanin in your skin. There's nothing else to it. Right. It doesn't say anything about your personality or who you are. It's just like you're darker when the sun hits me. You're right. darker. darker.
1: <laughs> it's just like preposterous, and it's just it's just really sad too that people like w- like live that way of just like not liking something because of a shade of color that God yeah. created. And it's just yeah, it's just a sad life to live. Definitely, those people.
0: Obviously, that experience was significant for you. Cause you still remember that very vividly. Oh yes, Did definitely. that affect your your thinking for you know after that, your behavior? To, to be honest, it didn't. But I've always Good. been that kind of I've always been that
1: kind of person. I've always been that kind of child. But also too, I was also going through the traumatic circumstance of being abused at that age so you know what i'm saying like at that point you when when that all that's happening and other things are coming in at the same time it's kind of hard for a kid to process all of that fully and um i'm still processing things as an adult like you know going through therapy and stuff because a lot of those things i kind of um it's not like you have an outer body experience, I can explain, but it's more of like a, like a, another persona that you build up to kind of be a strong persona to protect you, because if you don't have that, and a lot of people have this, a lot of victims have that when they're getting abused, because if you don't have that, and you're not, and you can't escape that situation in your head, you're, you'll break, you know, you'll, mm-hmm. that's, you'll break, so... I think I wasn't able to fully comprehend that at that time until I got older.
0: To hear that experience and see how you are now, the strong woman, the inspiring woman, the one who's out there helping others, and you seem so positive. Um, Even when you're talking about these experiences that were obviously very negative in your life, you're smiling you're, you're positive, you know, you're trying to inspire others, that takes tremendous courage. And I give you so much props for what you're doing. I had abusive stepfather growing up, but I definitely have much more of a victim mentality. And it's made me really angry growing up and took me a lot of time to get to where I am now. So to see what you have been through, and you know, your much younger than, than myself and to see how much further you are than where i was when i was 31 years old that's amazing so i give you so much respect oh thank you i really appreciate
1: that and i mean we all have our different journeys you know and, and the way we process things and the biggest thing for me has been you know the practice of forgiveness and the practice of um, healing of true healing you know um like i tell people now like i can't hold on to I can't hold on to those things because if you do, you're just like kind of silently poisoning yourself because of what somebody else did, you know? And they can be walking down the street like nothing happened, you know? like that guy literally probably never thought about anything that he did that day. And it's like, why should my mom or I hold on to his ignorance, you know, and and, and his sad life, you know, seeping into ours because that's how he was raised, you know, and it's like, if you hold on to those things and just don't say, you know, I'm going to learn from that. And that's how people, certain people think, and that's ignorant. And hopefully they'll be, their hearts will be changed one day, but it's like, I can't hold on to that in my heart because that's not serving me. You know, that's not helping me. Like, let me heal from that. Let me forgive that person and move on. Yes,
0: We briefly talked about that in our first episode where Yvonne basically said, you had to stop drinking that poison. And that's exactly, I recently did the yes. exercise too, because I realized I was just, I was letting all these people affect me and drag me down for so many years. And I don't want to keep living that way. Yes. You know, I'm giving them too much power
1: over right. me. Yes, exactly. That's so real. And I think, and that's what I teach a lot of people now, um, with my courses and such, I'm going to start over opening up, um, which I'm super excited about, but, um, I've been teaching that to people privately and ministry as a leader. And that's my whole thing is about healing. So you can truly thrive and be the leader you're called to be. And it really starts there it really starts with forgiveness because honestly, a lot of people in this world don't know how to do that. And it's very interesting when you come to be in leadership and to be in counseling where you realize a lot of people don't understand, um, how to where to even start when it comes to that um and it's interesting because a gal from college when i was a freshman she actually ended up apologizing to me this past week um like long story short they had a group of people in my art class i tried to joke oh i'm black ashley and so that was kind of something that they had said and i was at the time i just was like haha okay like you know like because that stuff really doesn't phase me you know i'm like you're gonna be ignorant (laughs) that's cool like you know i i'm you know i'm not gonna be phased by it like it's stupid you know um so i was i was definitely not phased by it at the time but after all this stuff happened and first you know transpired she ended up messaging me and saying sorry like she apologized and she like asked for my forgiveness and and realized that it was racist and it was ignorant what they had all said and she was very surprised that i even like continued to associate with them after that and you know her her big thing and takeaway was you're so forgiving like you're such a forgiving human and we could all learn that from you and that's appreciated and so it helps it helps to to practice that
0: i think that's really commendable that she you know apologized and she recognized that right i think a lot of people right now are doing a lot of self-recognition me included seeing you know where do i have programming that's could be racist i never realized was racist because I see everyone else do it at the time. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest thing I'm hearing right now is that there's a difference between you're not a racist or you're anti-racist. Right. Um, But a lot of people still don't understand what that means. Can you kind of explain to our audience, what does it mean to be an anti-racist versus just not racist? Yeah,
1: so basically I'm trying to think of a (laughs) quick Wait, so I don't ramble about this because uh, we all know what racism is and like mm-hmm. racism is like you're hating on someone because of who they are because they're not like you and mm-hmm. obviously that is looking like a lot of the white community doing that you know to obviously the blacks and Asians Mexicans anyone who ha- wasn't like them and that's what mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the older generation were taught growing up and being anti-racist obviously is being is not you're you're saying you're not racist and you're saying that you don't believe in those principles but yet at the same time there's a lot of people who are saying that they are anti-racist and they don't know that you know saying like things like all lives matter even though we already know that you know what i'm saying and, and, and conjuncture in conjuncture and come and to combat black lives matter to combat that and I, i'm not even talking about the organization it, itself i'm talking about like literally black lives that you guys know have been systemically <laughs> treated differently for over 400 years um and understanding that right now all of these situations that are disgusting that should not happen to any human being have been happening specifically to black people and understanding that that is an issue and being able to come alongside that issue genuinely and say hey i recognize that this is a thing and i want to help but some people i feel like are just saying i'm not racist so because i've never said these things but your indifference and your silence and your lack of your Lack of empathy proves something different in your actions, because actions speak louder than words. You can say you're not racist all day, but at the end of the day, like, what is your, what are your actions saying? Which transfers into being an ally. So the people who are allies, I firmly believe, are the people who have actually been like, you know what, this is not right. This has been going on for too long and we need to start stepping up and educating ourselves and putting ourselves out there and actually using our voices that we can use to be able to help combat racism that we know happens, especially within their own families. Like I have plenty of friends who've been having tough conversations the past couple weeks with family members who literally say racist things. They don't think they're racist. They think they're anti-racist, but they straight up have said the N-word around their family members about someone you can't, you know, do that. <laughs> like you're either an ally or you're not. And you're, you're either going to realize you have some racist tendencies and some stuff in your heart that you need to work through because it's just not enough to say, oh, I'm anti-racist. But if you're Saying racist things behind those doors—that you know—that's questionable.
0: I was actually having this exact uh, conversation with my mom yesterday. You know, I've been having difficult conversations with people with my friends in the Asian community. My mother has been having difficult conversations with her friends, who are she lives in a a senior home with a lot of people her age. So they're already older generation. Yeah. A lot of them are, are are Asian and some of them are white. And she said, it's been really frustrating to hear her friends say, I'm not a racist, but, and we're like, but comes after I'm not racist. That tells me right there, you're a racist. Yeah, there's no but. There's no there's but just, when there's, it comes to racism. I, I,
1: I, don't, I don't understand how they don't get that. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts about yeah. it. There's
0: no, like, Nothing counts before but. Yeah
1: like no like that's just you about to deflect about something to make yourself feel better because you're uncomfortable yeah and you're you know your people are trying to challenge you which a lot of people are not liking because i've been doing that lately like i always have but i've really been challenging people in their hearts especially people who say that they're believers in god but they're posting craziness which I'm like that is not what God would say or do and you are being judgmental you are completely trying to do what honestly the white founders did which is use religion to try to shame and degrade other people and that is not of God and that is what I've been challenging a lot of people on the past couple weeks because i I'm not going to settle for it. It's like, no, you can't have it both ways. You can't use the word of God to shame and degrade. And you have skeletons in your closet, which everybody does. So it's like, let's stop pretending and understand that you have some heart
0: issues that you
1: need to work on.
0: I want to... A Catholic high school and a Jesuit university, so I had to study the Bible and act various different religions yeah. through um through my education. Yeah, and it really every time I'm on Facebook and I see somebody posting about you know God, I'm like, this is literally the opposite of what I. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of my biggest issues. Is you can't say one religion is right when you're taking you know the Bible and you're reinterpreting to how it fits your situation, yes. but that's yes. not what completely, it's about. Completely,
1: completely taking out of out of context not understanding jesus and who he was as a man at all like literally literally he could not stand the religious he lived he loved to be around delinquents which people would call them nowadays who are drunks and criminals and murderers and whatever else and he would show them love and he would also give them truth and then he would teach them how to be able to transcend that to the world to each and every person who was out there who were also broken and once like them. And they were not perfect. And that was the beautiful thing about them. And he loved being around people like that. And that is something a lot of people are missing. Like Jesus was an activist every single day, and he he taught other people to be activists, to be able to help bring other people out of persecution. That is the complete whole story of the Bible. And to see people using that, like not even understanding that at all, it's like, what rival are you? Are you are Like you're just completely like, things
0: off. So you're like complete. Is there a different version of that yeah, like, study?
1: like oh, like racism is dividing, and da da da. It's like, hi, sorry, it's been here forever. Like, sorry, you're just waking up and coming to the party, but like let's let's face reality here and understand like now together we all need to stand up and say no we cannot accept this anymore so and we need to do that with a lot of all issues like everyone's been coasting a lot throughout life, worrying about themselves, being in this me culture. And now it's like this time of like COVID and the shutdown and all that has really made people have to face themselves, which is also why people are getting uncomfortable with the people who are trying to say they're anti-racist and getting uncomfortable so easily because they do have to sit and face themselves. But they try to put up blocks to not do so. So they can try to combat you with all this other fluff. That doesn't matter um so yeah it's very it's
0: very interesting the hardest job you can do right now is to examine yourself and i think a lot of people are doing everything but that because again no one wants to say i'm wrong you know so so everyone's like well it's this thing it's nothing it's it's definitely not me but i can guarantee you nine times out it's probably you yeah like i already had to i mean through this i realized i had an issue with talking about race yeah yeah and I never knew I had that but there's literally like a gut reaction I get sometimes when I have to talk about race because then I realized there must be some kind of programming yeah. me since i was little that there's certain subjects you don't talk about just like yeah. you don't talk about how much money you make right yeah. there's certain things that you just know you shouldn't talk about but yeah. i'm also starting to realize that society is a way of keeping us down yeah so like You don't talk about in the workplace you don't talk about how much money you make so you don't know someone who didn't position as you might be making way more than you yeah want, you yeah know? and Out in society you don't talk about race so you don't bring up this whole racism yeah but we
1: definitely are getting out of our comfort zones which has been great and a lot of people have been waking up which has been awesome like i've had a lot of friends who i've never seen post honestly about these issues up until now and it's kind of frustrating it took people till now to wake up to be honest Um, and I think it was just, like I said, the shutdown, I was talking to, I was talking about a friend with this because literally we're all so used to like hustling and like our nine to five job or whatever and what have you. So when things like this happen or a school shooting happens, it's kind of like, okay, well, that's sad, but like, you know, and then you don't have time to really process it. It's just like, you're going through your next day until the next thing happens. You know, and like, like, for instance, when school shootings happen now or shootings in now in places of worship and in the grocery store and movie theaters, it's like you're, you become so numb to it a lot of people. So it's like no one's really processing it. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, another one happened, you know. So now in this moment, it's been very important. And I think people have woken up even more is because we haven't had that hustle going on where we can be distracted from the truth of what's all, always been happening.
0: Yes, this is our new normal. Yes. And I think it's
1: a good, I think it's a good one. You know, It's like people need to be awakened to the truth so we can be able to truly create a better world and do it together and we can only do that together when we are able to listen and sit down and have these conversations and to be open and not be and not choose to be ignorant not choose to act like you're right just because something hasn't happened to you um and like another woman i talked to about this and she had she actually changed had a big change of heart within our conversation because at first she was kind of like, well, I haven't really experienced any or anything of what y'all are saying, because it never happened in my town. And it's like, specifically, you were not exposed to racism at all, apparently, in your small town that you stayed in your whole life. That does not mean myself, who grew up in Chicago, did not experience that like you need to and you need to be open to understanding that this isn't about you this isn't about your story like that's great but like at the end of the day it's about you being able to further educate yourself by actually going out and talking to other people and actually understanding their story and saying hey well have you experienced this like can you explain like what your experiences have been and that's where it starts and i feel like if more people were able to do that we would be you know we would have been in a much better place by now but people always want to be so much on the defense and be right about something where it's like it doesn't take you're, you're not going to find all the answers on cnn or google or you know it's like you actually have to connect with people and you have to understand that their lives and situations and and their experiences are very real. And
0: that means more than what you can think you can find or take in
1: from the internet.
0: I 100% agree. My husband's close friend's wife, actually she lives in like a really wealthy part of LA. And she has zero empathy for what's going on right now because she keeps saying this is not an issue. Like, I don't ever see this as an issue. Yeah. But of course, you won't because you're not, you're from the wealthy, one of the wealthy right. Right privileged, right? You're, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get to experience someone else's life. And, and same thing, even if, you know, you and I are, are in the same location, we're going through the same experience, right? But our reality is still different, right? right? The way we're raised, the things that we notice, the, Things that trigger us or we react to will be different, so everyone's yeah. reality is different, yeah. And this is why Yvonne, and I feel so it's so important right now for just to hear other stories. Like I told you before, Yvonne and I are both Asian Americans, yeah. you know, we have no idea what it's like to be black in America. We can yeah. try to understand and we can read, but again, even you telling me your story, I can feel empathy towards it, but I would never know how you truly felt that moment because I'm now you and I wasn't in that exact moment. Exactly. So so it is so important to talk to people and really ask them, you know, how did you feel? How has this affected you? Yes. Yes. And
1: that's, it's just, it's so simple too. But like I said, it depends on the person because some like you're, husband's friend or whatever can be so closed off and they're choosing to be ignorant like saying oh this isn't an issue you're choosing to live in ignorance and you're choosing and also you're showing you're showing your true character of who you are like oh it's not affecting you you have money you whatever it's not you're good like you know I'm sorry that doesn't make you look like a great person um to people who need help you know it's like you're choosing not to help you're choosing to like let the problem persist, and it starts with each and every one of us to help make the change. So it's sad that she has that perspective that she's above it all and, and it won't it won't touch her.
0: But we can only hope that their opinion change as still are proceeding and and news are still coming out and things are developing. I'm hoping you know people start to open their mind more and yes. and you know and but if you really won't listen you really won't open your mind then right. like you said that says very much tells me who you are yes. and i know at that point I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna keep wasting my breath on you because there's no point. Like, exactly. You in your way, and I need to cut my ties at a certain point. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. You just can't deal with those people.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just energy drainers. They're just like uh, what do they call them? Uh, vampires. So it's just yeah. like you, can't, you can't you can't allow them to keep sucking your energy because they're just already in their in their head. There's something. There's a disconnect, and you can't make that connection. You know, if they're if it's if it's there and the wiring's messed up, it's like you can't fix it for them. They have to want it to be fixed.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, Yvonne, I think you had some questions too for Ashley Lauren.
2: I did. Um, I actually want to speak a little bit more to that point. I first of all, I, I um, I do. You also use the term vampires, um, and yes. I also think about it as one way different, where I sometimes they just need. They need it to be repeated so many times because there's something almost like playing the right note, like in music. There's just like that one note that suddenly just triggers right. them, and you're like, I've been playing the song for years, but for some reason, that yeah. note, that one word, that one lyric, then suddenly changes the way they think. And I had experience with that with um with my parents and with my with my friends, uh, specifically with my yes. parents because they are they they were they were very they were very closed off and very. Uh, not open-minded and quite racist yeah. but it it yeah. took them um, really until two years ago to really accept like my boyfriend for exactly who he is and what he's done and express wow I love him now like they express true love for someone that is very different yeah. and to see that like again like it didn't take it, I was telling them the same thing I was angry I was yelling at them I tried being <laughs> calm I tried all the different types of emotions and stories yeah but one day it just changed and in, awesome. I know it had to be them internally and of course that you know me um probably praying to the universe praying to God like right, there was something right. that that did change yeah. and I wish I understood it just a little bit more but that was the one experience where I will never forget and awesome. I it does encourage me to keep trying even if someone yeah. <laughs> does, <laughs> does seems to be like very ignorant or like very turned off I'm like I'll just try again sometime soon yeah uh, one because I don't yeah like they just randomly opened up their hearts um whether it be a story from someone else or story from me um uh, but that was something that I I felt was very just very like spoke to the moment yeah um, but uh, yeah have you had an experience also similar where someone that you didn't think would change yeah definitely
1: I mean and it's possible but like, like I said, like, because I've counseled several people within ministry, so it's been a lot of different scenarios where you'll have someone instantly who comes in and is like, yeah, I need to, this is my issue, this is what I, I'm hoping to change, and this is where I'm hoping gonna be, you know, a year from now. Like you have people that'll come in like that, but then you'll also have people who like don't know what their issue is and they're very confused. They know they need something, but they're not exactly how to pinpoint it. So that's what you're there to do is to help them kind of guide it along and 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 help them figure it out. So As long as they're open to it, I believe it's totally possible because regardless, if they can seem difficult, there's something inside of them that's already in a way willing to learn, but like it's just the stubbornness that, you know, of of always doing something the same way for so long as what's keeping them from getting it quicker. So you'll have to kind of keep it, you know, poking the bear a little bit, but there's a big difference between that and just someone just straight up being like, this is not, you know, this is nothing. This is not my issue because you know, when you're dealing with those people immediately, like, I know I can spot one of those people from a mile away. And immediately I'm like, "Nope, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to engage in conversation. You be blessed and have a good life. Like, and I have to do that to a few people.
2: Understood.
1: <laughs> like, cause you know, cause you can't waste your time. It's like, I already can tell that something's disconnected, and I'm not gonna help you connect it. Only God, Lord Jesus Christ in heaven can help you get out of your own way and understand that you have an issue that you need to resolve and that you need to seek help for. But I'm not gonna sit up here and waste half my day, like, trying to, you know, do that, cause that's not my job. Um, but yeah, but it's, but I, I'm sure your parents were willing in a way and deep inside, they were just being stubborn because a lot of my parents also were the same way. My parents as well, like they were, they were never racist or anything, but like just ideologies from religion that I have challenged them on throughout the years and just certain decisions I've made in regards to like, if I decided that I needed to leave a job or whatever, or, certain circumstances where I where they weren't happy about it and I had to challenge them and be like listen you know this is why I did this this is my process and you know just because you've been around you know just been around longer than I have doesn't mean you know more than me you know like obviously our parents are very knowledgeable and they're and they I I respect my parents to death but I have had to like help them unlearn some things that were taught and ingrained from their past generation and to bring them into kind of more of a, of a more encouraging and comforting spot where they can really understand other perspectives and point of views from, you know, their own kids. So I totally get that. And that's just the stubbornness. That's just them, you know, it's just what they've always known, you know, it's hard for people to break away from what they've always known. But as long as they're willing to do so, that's the important thing.
2: And, and just to switch a little bit over, um, back to uh, one of the questions, yeah. it, I was wondering what your daily intentions were to, what do you meditate on every morning to set up your day so that you can put the space, um, make sure that your your cup is full and that you can help others fill their own yes. cup as well.
1: Um, so yeah, I definitely meditate and pray every morning. I've been currently fasting actually with my cousin for the past uh, 10 days we're on day six today and we're basically writing out specific intentions in regards to, um, like, God highlighting anything in our souls that need to be worked on so we can be able to be better leaders for the world and also being able to pray for the land and pray for people of this world as we're in this great awakening time to be able to continue the momentum and to continue to dive deeper in themselves to be able to discover that this there's a much bigger picture to all of this. So in the morning I set those intentions. I pray specifically on those intentions and I meditate and I love deep breathing and just listening to my abide app is what i usually use as my meditation app which is beautiful it's an encouraging one and um uses good affirmations to start off your day and um also my formal meditations working out so usually after that i'll do like a good cardio um, workout as well, because I feel like that's a big sense of me connecting to for the day and being rooted and grounded. Um, it pushes your ba- your boundaries mentally and spiritually. Um, so it, it, it helps you get better. And I treat that as such.
2: Excellent. I know Yan also likes a good morning workout as yes. well. So <laughs> she...
0: <laughs>
1: it's the best.
2: Yep. Morning
0: workout and then followed by morning meditation. And then I'm ready for the day. Otherwise, I feel like I can't get my, there's so much going on. I can't center or ground myself unless I do that process of working out and center myself.
1: Yeah, it's, it's important. And I think that's another thing, which I'm going to start teaching people more um, as well as centering themselves and knowing how to do so. Because it's going to be so simple of just waking up and breathing, stretching out the body, you know, making sure that it's grounded and connected and then just putting out your positive affirmations for the day within yourself especially if you're doing healing exercises it's really nice to be able to do that upon waking so your day can be set the tone can be set for that day
2: absolutely i, I remember reading one quote uh just in the last year about social media in the morning
1: Turn oh off. yes just don't do oh my it. <laughs> gosh lord i cannot stand someone who the first thing they do is like wake up and they they have to be scrolling it's just like stop and like I dated someone who was like that and it was just like it it gave me anxiety just like watching him it was just like just all the time just needing to be on the phone and it's like why do you need to do that like you're giving me anxiety and making me feel drained just by like scrolling and scrolling like Especially first thing in the morning, like, I need to, like, you need to center yourself, you know, that's not helping you, you know?
2: Right. But I noticed that my mindset changed. And my mindset changed after I stopped it, because I didn't realize that I, would start my day off very negatively. Yeah. I would feel this hate for myself yes. because I didn't have this, I didn't have that. I wasn't thinking like this, even if it was positive things. I'm like, I don't I don't think like that right now yeah. or my work's not like that. And as soon as I stopped doing that and really focused about what I wanted to be and what I wanted yeah. to do and focus on myself on that day, I became incredibly more productive. And I, I realized it's because I was centering around the thought of love. I love myself, I love my day, yes. I love my moments. And that, that changed my world. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> so true though. Like you'll look at social media, like, especially if it's the first thing you're reaching for when you open your eyes, like, it's just like immediately you're opening your world to just be drained, you know, cause you're comparing yourself. You're, you're looking on all these different things. Also your mind is being overstimulated too quickly right away when you wake up. So it's just like this light and scrolling, all of that is just all of a sudden completely jumbling your mind to cause instant anxiety. So when you wake up and it's a whole different process where you're grounding yourself, you're settling, you're allowing your body to wake up properly. Like that stuff all matters. That's very key. Having a good rest of your day.
2: Oh yeah. I didn't even think about the physical, what it is actually doing oh, to me yeah. physically. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I yeah. Definitely... Psychologically
1: too. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden it's like your brain is moving a thousand miles per minute. Cause you're just looking at, because a lot of us just scroll, 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 you know, because it's a habit and it's just nothing. It's just psychologically you're just like, and that's what causes anxiety to start breeding up within you and you don't even realize it
2: oh oh that makes a ton more sense why so at least with the younger generation since they've grown up with screens why we're seeing more cases of anxiety or it's just a very natural it's common thread amongst the younger generation
1: Mm -hmm. but if more people woke up seriously and did workout and a meditation and really got their endorphins you know flowing and the blood pumping seriously I think a lot more people would be less depressed and less like less riddled with anxiety.
2: Right. No, absolutely.
1: It's important. It really, really is. I'll preach that all day because it's so true. And it's also scientifically proven too. So it's like that, that helps you and it, because you're, you're getting those blood vessels flowing. You're getting everything pumping. You're getting it moving in synchronization like it was supposed to move. And when you're just sitting around all day on a computer you know on your phone that's not doing anything for you everything's at this level when it should be here and a, a little bit more even keel and balance
0: so i don't actually enjoy the act of working out itself but i do it because i'm someone who suffers from depression you know so i'm always on that on that path to prevent yeah. myself on going down that path of depression so the number one thing is to be physical I know while I don't enjoy working out after I'm done, that hit of endorphins that goes to your brain, like it powers me through the rest of the day, and and then followed by the meditation, then calms me, and then it helps me set my mindset for the rest of the day. So I know whatever challenge comes up it won't drag me down to anxiety, to depression. Instead, I know I can handle yeah. whatever's coming, but having that time to set that mindset, it's right. so important. I cannot say enough about, I'd rather do that than take a bunch of different pills be groggy all day yes
1: yes same i'm i'm the same way definitely
0: it helps and
1: also to the workouts like help you to it's a, It's usually a mental thing you know like working out half the time is all mental because your legs probably aren't hurting as much as you think they are but you want to stop doing the reps because your mind is saying something else it's saying oh no it hurts it's saying oh uh this is too difficult like i should just stop so it's constantly because i do crossfit so literally it's a huge mental game of like, you're doing all these reps and you're, you, you, you have the energy, but your brain immediately is like, oh, this is so much and, da, da, and you're trying to psych your own self out. So it's a constant mental battle, but it's also a healing battle at the same time, because once you get through those checks and the more workouts you get through, the more you're like, oh, I can handle more than I think I can. And that does feel good after I'm done with it. And, oh, I've actually like realized that I can shift my mindset. You know, when I stop, I breathe and I get back into it. You know, it's like, it's a constant pattern of growth and healing.
0: Yeah. When I'm going through the hardest part of my workout, what I tell myself is this is the hardest thing I'll do all day. And literally once I get yeah. over it, the rest of the day, whenever the hard thing comes out, I'm like, well, I already did the hardest thing I will do all yeah. day. So I can't take on this. And also, no matter how hard a workout is, I have never once regretted doing a workout once it's done. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You feel so good afterwards. You're like, oh, wow, I got through that. That
2: felt good. Yes. Absolutely. Um, And we also know that your Warrior Series is coming up. Can we expect a Warrior Workout also from you? Yes.
1: I'm going to be doing Warrior Wednesdays. I'm super excited excited about it. I'll be having different leaders on and, and talking about different tips and tricks in regards to navigating life, especially right now in the new normal. And I'm looking forward to it. And I also will be doing some fun warrior workouts, meditations, dance, little fun classes. So it's going to be good.
0: Oh, awesome. And when does that launch?
1: Um, that launches on the 20th let me see let me bring it away <laughs> I'm gonna put it on our calendar we're so I literally excited. just scheduled I, I literally just scheduled the first uh yes the 24th Wednesday
0: the 24th that will be launching okay we're gonna mark our calendars
2: yes please I can't
0: wait
2: oh will it also be a YouTube series as well
1: Yes, I'll be uploading to YouTube. So the IGTV, YouTube, I'm going to be uploading it on to my also new community that I'm opening up. So the Warrior Hub has grown so much on Instagram, and I've heard so many people's stories and have really become friends with a lot of followers. So I'm transitioning over to a community that I'm building out in regards to specifically the warriors so it'll be all those videos on there before it it releases to all all other people it'll be the music will be released on there too before anyone else hears it and it'll be different courses that i'll be offering on 101 and group sessions as well that is absolutely amazing
0: i'm so excited for you (laughs) thank you it's
1: gonna be good it's gonna be all about healing and thriving and learning how to do these basic things that we need to be able to do in order to really live our lives. So I'm excited
2: about it. Awesome. We're definitely going to be listening in and definitely going to be supporting you. Yes,
1: please. <laughs> I'm excited. And also too, yeah, the membership will be free for everyone to join. And then if they want to do courses and stuff, those will be different like price ranges, but very affordable for everybody.
0: Great. Well, definitely check it out. Um, But it's been an hour, so I want to be conscious of your time. Is there something you you want to speak on outside of the questions we asked you? Um, I guess I will
1: say, I'll leave everyone with this, is to, this is the time most definitely to get outside of yourself, to learn how to break those boundaries and barriers that you've probably created all of your life. And it can be scary to face yourself, but it's absolutely necessary um we don't need more people walking around with these facades and putting out that poison that they probably don't want to be putting out to the world um, because that's not serving them or the or other people and that's not allowing them to really breathe as the person they were created to be so it's this it, take this time to really be intentional be intentional with the start of your day don't look on Facebook and Instagram right away. Start being intentional with who you want to be and setting those intentions into motion. Start wanting to get around other people that are different than you. That's, that's something that's always necessary, no matter who you are. And it helps educate you. It helps brighten your life. It it brings more perspective in a healthy way than you just thinking that something is right because you were taught that by your parents growing up. It, it's time to get outside of ourselves and break down those walls so we can truly be united. And I pray we'll all be able to do that by taking accountability with ourselves first to be able to then help others.
0: That is so well said. And I think I always go back to, we were all taught when we are young to treat others how you like to be treated. Yes. And we all need to kind of consider before we say something, before we do anything, yeah. is this how we want to be treated? Is this what I want to hear if someone's speaking to me yeah we have to be like you said very intentional and really re-examine like everything we have done or we believe in yes definitely amen sister <laughs> <laughs> um we always like to end our podcast with a quote do you have a favorite quote that you want to share with
2: us
1: mm,
0: I would say
1: gosh I love quotes
2: I'm just trying to think of my favorite
1: one. Honestly. Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou is like my favorite thing ever so you are a phenomenal woman phenomenal woman you are that's my favorite
0: that's perfect and that's who you are you are phenomenal everything that you're doing you're so inspiring um we are really so honored for you to join us on our podcast like we said we just we're brand new podcasts so our audience feels small for you to take your time and come come on and speak with us like thank you so much your story is incredible i would love to continue this conversation again in the future i would love to talk more about you know your warrior series after it launches and i would also love to hear more about your activism on the um the sexual abuse side because that's there that really needs to be highlighted um yeah and that itself deserves its own episode in the future awesome well sounds good ladies thank you so, thank much. You so much thank you, you so much have a good rest of the day you too okay. bye, bye ashley lauren thank you everyone for listening today and a huge thank you to ashley lauren i cannot wait for her warrior wednesday to launch on instagram and youtube if you want to connect with ashley lauren you can follow her on instagram at Ashie lauren music and at courageous babes tribe You can also find her on Facebook at Ashley Lauren and look out for her new warrior Wednesday series. I know Yvonne and I will both be tuning in. You can also find her info in this episode's show notes. You can follow us on Instagram at lost and refound that is at lost dot and dot refound or email us at lost and refound podcast at gmail.com. I hope you all have a wonderful week.